If you're a developer, you probably use Git. What is Git? The version control system for tracking changes in source code. Git is a fool if a British person called you a Git. Git began back in the mid-2000s as a response to a proprietary system called BitKeeper. As Linus Torvalds was working on the Linux kernel, he and some other Linux developers abandoned BitKeeper to work on a source management system that would work better and faster. And Git was born. Git tracks your content. Version 1.0 was released in December of 2005. Fast forward to today, and there are several companies offering Git repository management as part of a larger hosting and development platform. Companies like GitHub, Bitbucket, GitLab, Garrett Forge, and others allow developers to collaborate effectively on their code. On this episode of the If Else podcast, we'll meet a VP of Engineering who's at a crossroads with his team. I'm Tim, VP of Engineering at Apollo Factor. He's looking at making the switch from one Git repository hosting platform to another. His team is currently using GitHub, but he's pondering the move to GitLab. We've got two industry experts standing by to argue their platform of choice in a friendly debate. Hi, I'm Will Hall. I'm a DevOps consultant for HeliCloud. Hi, I'm Phil Hack, sole proprietor of Hacked LLC. We're going to explore the promises and the pitfalls of each option to try to help our decider know if he's making a change for the better or if his team will lose time and energy on the transition. I'm Mayuko Inoue, and this is If Else, your guide to smart choices in the field of software development. It's a show that'll help you hone the soft skills and master the hard skills you need to have a sustainable career in tech. Every episode, we take a big technical or career challenge and give you the background information you need to make the best choices. It's for everyone, from newbies to experienced developers, and for team leaders too. And it's brought to you by CTO.ai, the makers of the Ops platform. Let's start with Tim. Um, Tim, VP of Engineering at Apollo Factor. Tim leads a development team for a hiring management software company. His group currently uses GitHub, but there are some issues that are causing Tim to consider a move to GitLab. So the biggest point of of tension with GitHub for us right now is uh, the pricing model. We're a startup and we want to make sure that we're spending our dollars wisely. So that's the biggest contention right now. But from what I'm seeing with GitLab, there is a potential ease of use as well with a different UI. So that's the drawing factor for us. There are several other factors besides price that Tim is considering. One important factor is privacy something he feels GitLab does better. There's a lot of privacy involved with GitLab. If and when our team grows, we can take the repo and make it private on our own servers and kind of detach away from the organization of GitLab. Unlike GitHub, there is an enterprise version of it, but it's also a part of Microsoft. It's a big organization. And yeah, privacy for that is a little little less of the mind my opinion. So, which option should Tim choose? Should he stick with a tried and tested GitHub or move his software hosting and version control to the smaller but maybe more flexible and less expensive GitLab? 
That's our challenge for today. This is a decision that may help solve some of the issues Tim and his team are facing. But of course, anytime you make a major switch, there are unforeseen problems and unintended consequences. We want to help Tim make an informed choice. Let's take a bit of time to do an overview of the two options. We'll start with some background on GitHub. GitHub is based in San Francisco and opened for business in 2008. Within a year, the company had accumulated nearly 50,000 public repositories. It continued to grow rapidly and was worth $2 billion by 2015. There were growing pains, however. In early 2018, GitHub fell victim to the second largest distributed denial of service attack in history. By the middle of that year, Microsoft announced an agreement to acquire GitHub for $7.5 billion. That acquisition caused some concern in the open source software community, resulting in a big boost for competitors like GitLab. However, some developers welcomed the move. They felt that Microsoft would ensure the long-term viability of the platform. For a lot of developers, GitHub is the obvious choice. It's the most popular option with by far the largest community. The company emphasizes stable, high-performance infrastructure and delegates a lot of specific functionalities to third-party tools. Projects on GitHub can be accessed and manipulated using the standard Git command line interface. Any user can browse public repositories on the site, and there are social functions like feeds, followers, and wikis. Have a listen to some opinions from the developer community on GitHub. Almost all the developers in the world that uh, work on open source stuff do that work through GitHub. As a hiring manager, you know, when I'm looking at a resume and I see a GitHub profile and I go off and see, you know, countless repositories, that's an indicator to me that this person's passionate about their work, they're, you know, in the game, and they're aware of what's kind of going on. Honestly, I'd say that the only advantage that GitHub has right now is that it's really popular and there's a lot of projects hosted there. But I think GitLab is, is way ahead. If you're hoping to build a platform or some sort of tool that all the nerds of the world should come and you know work with you on, you probably want to put that in GitHub because that's where everyone account everyone has an account. The social coding aspect in open source, GitHub is really the, the kind of glue, I would say, for the community. Some opinions on GitHub, the largest and best known code repository hosting platform. We'll get some additional perspective on the features and user experience of GitHub during our debate. But for now, here's a quick backgrounder on GitLab. GitLab launched in 2011. It's growing in popularity with open source enthusiasts, and GitLab's community edition is fully open source, which allows developers to contribute to the features. If you want to access some of the more advanced features, you can opt for the paid version, which starts at $4 per user per month. GitLab reported a big surge in repositories when Microsoft announced their acquisition of GitHub, though it's not clear how many developers actually made the full switch to GitLab. GitLab's selling point is that it focuses on including all features on one integrated platform. They claim that it provides everything you need for the DevOps lifecycle in one place. Here are a few different perspectives from developers who swear by GitLab. The big win for me in GitLab is that everything is there um, and 
politically, they're an open source platform, which is really nice as well. So if I'm using something else like GitHub, a lot of the time what you want to do requires some other third-party plugin. And those third parties ask for permissions on your code base that they really don't need to do the job that they are supposed to be doing for you. When you're using GitLab, it's on a per-process basis. You set up GitLab, GitLab will control all of your CI for you. I think that GitLab is already years ahead in adding functionality. GitHub has been the, the basis of, of the whole movement, but um, only last one or two years I started with things that GitLab already had for a long time, like the, the CI-CD functionality. But GitLab started that four or five years ago, and I think that it's one of the golden functionalities. Honestly, I think the biggest advantage is that GitLab is completely open source. That's really what's appealing to us. Um, obviously, when we're building solutions for NASA, we're interested in long-term sustainability because the government can move kind of slow sometimes and, and there's a lot of risk in getting locked into proprietary solutions. And so when we were evaluating different options for NASA specifically, GitLab was sort of the no-brainer option for us because they're open source. Some thoughts from the dev community on GitLab. Now that you have some background on both platforms, let's check back with Tim to get a sense of which direction he's heading. Right now, leaning towards moving to GitLab uh, to try it out. The benefit is you can keep all your repos on GitHub um, as you're testing. But yeah, we're, uh, we're leaning towards GitLab. Tim seems like he's pretty close to making the switch, especially since he can minimize the risk by keeping his team's repositories on GitHub while he tries GitLab out. But before he does that, let's see if there's anything he might be missing. We've got two experts lined up to help him out. Phil Hack joins me on the line from Seattle. He's a former director of engineering at GitHub and now runs Hacked LLC, where he coaches software organizations to become the best versions of themselves. Here's our 30-second intro. Hi, I'm Phil Hack, and I think Tim should stay on GitHub because GitHub is the largest open source repository in the world. And what that means is that you know kids in college, even in high school, are learning it and using it on a daily basis. And as you grow and want to recruit young developers to your company, like it helps to have a platform that they're already using every day to share code. And Will Hall joins me from Cambridge, England. Will is a DevOps consultant at HeliCloud, and he's a GitLab hero, meaning he has a passion for open source software, contributes code, and organizes the GitLab community. Here's your 30-second intro. Hi, I'm Will Hall. I think that Tim should move to GitLab for the advantages that it gives with a single product serving multiple purposes so its ability to be both git hosting but registries packaging security and a whole host of other really important areas for software development okay phil hack will hall thanks so much for coming on the show so you've just made your pitch and now we want you to make your case so first phil so you were at github for almost seven years and you were a director of engineering so knowing GitHub inside and out, what's your opinion on GitHub's main advantages from a technical perspective? Well, one of the big advantages is it's really scalable and fast and very robust. It also has a lot of great tools built around it. So because GitHub is you know, the platform for open source, 
There's integrations in Visual Studio. There's integrations in you know Visual Studio Code, um, Atom. There's the GitHub Desktop app if you want a desktop client. So there's all sorts of tools that integrate uh, neatly into GitHub. And then GitHub itself, you know, has a nice clean design. It's um, a great platform for working well with others. And with the recent addition of GitHub Actions, you can now extend GitHub in um, any way that you could even think of to, uh, to build processes, workflows, and all that that suit the way you write software that works right within GitHub. And Will, similar question to you. What are GitLab's main advantages from a technical perspective? I think from a technical perspective, the big advantage that GitLab has is that its ecosystem is very internal. So you have one interface to be able to manage a lot more of your software life cycles. So there is the idea of you know managing and planning and creating and, and securing things, monitoring things all inside a single interface with a, a single permission model. So you're not really having to use an ecosystem of separate software-as-a-service products. You're just taking on one product that's able to deliver 95% of what you know, modern software requirements are with regards to you know, building, managing, releasing, and, and monitoring over the long term. Got it. So, Phil, I want to ask you something. GitHub has seen some pretty significant changes over the last couple of years. Obviously, a huge one was that GitHub was acquired by Microsoft in October of 2018. So, from your perspective, what's changed since Microsoft's acquisition? I think the biggest change has been that there's now a focused leadership there that is taking advantage of the access and scale that they have access to within Microsoft. So as an example of that, you see that uh, since the acquisition, GitHub has been shipping on a mad pace, um, just shipping feature after feature, a lot of things that people have wanted for a very long time. And um, there's also been a couple acquisitions as well. And I think it, you know, now we'll probably see, hopefully, uh, a more focused acquisition strategy where they'll start to put in pieces that make sense to be part of the platform for a long time, GitHub was very focused on, you know, you just use third-party extensions and we'll just be a platform uh, of extensibility. But now they're starting to strike a balance between, well, you know, we want to have some things built in. For example, security analysis, right? Dependencies uh, being analyzed for vulnerabilities and then, you know, you receive an automatic pull request with the fix for the vulnerability. Uh, things like that are uh, now being baked into the platform. And now they have a package registry as well that just uh, shipped recently. So we're seeing that they're shipping more regularly and more quickly. And then we're seeing that they're building more core features into the platform so that you have both a default option as well as the extensibility option to pick, you know, best of breed in any category that you may want. So, Will, a common point of criticism of GitLab is that the interface is somewhat slower and users have experienced more downtime. So has that been a part of your experience and what would you change about GitLab? I mean, if we were talking about uh, the interface being slow, it's not normally in my experience, but my experience is normally with having self-hosted GitLab. So you have control a lot more over the environment. There are probably some uh, niggles because I know that GitLab has a you know a monthly release cycle and they are pushing new products all of the time, um, which possibly has has some issues with regards to uh, the performance. But I 
I don't really see performance problems, at least not with the Git operations that I'm running. At the moment, searching inside large projects is not uh, particularly effective. I would say that's probably true of both products, but searching inside GitLab is not particularly effective for every use case because you necessarily need to know what organization uh, that you're operating in uh, to be able to effectively search. And the search by by default is kind of like a full text search inside a database rather than being some kind of faceted search that you're able to more leverage, you know, how long was this last done and put in more complex queries for being able to search through issues or, or merge requests or things like that if you have a larger state. That's probably the area I'd, I'd look at. And similar question to you, Phil. If you could wave a magic developer wand, what do you think should be improved about GitHub? So I'll focus on GitHub, the product. I think it's funny because it's the same thing. It's search, specifically code search and code navigation. They've made a lot of improvements, but for the languages I use, there's nothing really there yet. Uh, for example, if I'm doing code navigation with C Sharp, you know, I want to be able to go to definition. I want to be able to search by keyword, method name, all those things. And yeah, unfortunately, the search is improving a lot lately. Finally, I think they're starting to focus on it, but uh, that would be the thing that really could use major improvements. So knowing that Tim values privacy, ease of use, and cost, and he's anticipating growth in his team, what would you advise him to do? Will, you first. I would advise him to go and pick up the open source fully available uh, community edition of GitLab and have a look and see what you feel with regards to it. I'd then possibly look at integrating some of his existing GitHub repos with the CI platform and see how effective that could be because you can actually run GitLab CI for GitHub projects if you wish to, just mirroring between the two. And you can then, it's not a big jump to just say, well, I'm going to move where I've got my Git hosting because I've got a whole other set of tools inside another package that I want to uh, run with. That's probably the way I would do it. And that's how I see the majority of people who look at migrating between two Git hosting packages is, well, we're going to come to a point where we might run both at the same time. And then we're going to say, now developers, we're only using GitLab. And that could if you're looking at security, be firewalled from the outside world and only build packages and push them to tightly secured, you know, S3 buckets or uh, that kind of area, you know, a tightly secured registry. You can tie it down with, you know, making the assumption that we may move to a paid version of GitLab as we go on. But actually for the majority of developers, when they're starting out with the product, you know, the community edition is absolutely fine for, for a good amount of time. Um, and it's the additional benefits that you want over time, like approving merge requests or improving the uh, high availability of your platform, that is something that you can get to at a later stage, especially with, with growth. And Phil, similar question. Tim's team is currently using GitHub. And so do you think he'll regret switching? And if so, why? So these days... I'm going to assume that they're running GitHub Enterprise, you know, on-prem, and that's a great solution. And one of the factors you look at is total cost of ownership, right? It's not just the cost of licensing the software, but it's the cost of maintaining it, making sure that you keep up with security patches and all that. And when you're hosting it yourself, 
There was a really great antidote from Stack Overflow who made the switch from GitLab to GitHub Enterprise because they found that they were spending a lot more time maintaining GitLab than the GitHub Enterprise. But these days, I would actually recommend for a lot of companies, especially smaller companies, to go with the hosted approach, especially with uh, the GitHub business, which is uh, similar to a GitHub Enterprise but hosted by GitHub, for a couple of reasons. One, Tim's security team may be very good, but it, you know it's very difficult to maintain a world-class security team. And GitHub has a world-class security team. Some of the things that you know that they've done have been in the news for how they've mitigated DDoS attacks and um, on a scale never seen before on the internet. So you know there's a world class security team, and they're the ones who will then be responsible for um, helping ensure security, as well as GitHub's ops team will ensure patches, updates, all that stuff. And uh, you know maintaining all of that in a hosted platform is very costly. I know that there's been a lot of stories about how when companies are self-hosting, a lot of times they're more prone to attack because they don't have the expertise to keep everything secure. They're not as up to speed with folks who are 100% dedicated to this day in, day out. So for security and privacy these days, I often recommend like using Hosted simply because their teams are 100% dedicated to that and that's their primary focus. And that frees you up to focus on the business that you're in, which is uh, ostensibly not security and hosting and ops, but you know building the product that you're trying to build. And you want to be able to focus your attention and more of your energy towards that. And that's one of the benefits, I think, of going with like a GitHub business-hosted solution. If I, if I could add something onto that, that just because it's, it's sprung off on my head about the simplicity of deployment, that I think is the aim of what Kubernetes has been trying to give people is, you know, we want to simplify the cluster environment for us to deploy so that we can get away from managing our underlying infrastructure and, you know, start deploying things. And interestingly enough, if you look at a lot of the writings that GitLab has had recently, they're all about Kubernetes. So they have tools inside their application that will link into monitoring and deploying directly into Kubernetes and rolling in and out those deployments. And I think that's an interesting it's an interesting point that you bring that people want to probably manage less because that's certainly something that I see. You know, we are writing infrastructure as code and we're we're doing large pipelines to, to deploy things because we want to not have to keep doing it over and over again. At least that's probably a big thing in the future that hopefully the, the on-ramp goes far easier as we maybe decide to manage systems in a different way. Or we go back to the monolith of, of the past because we've decided that microservices are too hard for us to put together 60 microservices to make one, one product. <laughs> cool. Do you two have anything else that you think would be helpful for Tim to make the decision between GitLab and GitHub that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, maybe Phil first. Um, I think I may have touched upon it briefly, but the rich set of client tools, because GitHub is such a central platform within the software community, you don't want to look just at the platform, but for example, that you know, GitHub's now coming out with the mobile app that uh, integrates with it. A lot of these things you know, aren't necessities, but they make for a nice overall experience when you're using it. When uh, you know, I use a mobile phone all the time, for example, to review pull requests when I go for a walk, things like that are nice little touches. And then, you know, just to reiterate the point of it being a platform that is in use, you know, all over the world, it's very easy to uh, onboard people to the platform. 
And it's an experience that you know, developers are currently using. And the last point would be there's the whole inner sourcing idea too. So a lot of times what's great about GitHub is you know, because it's primarily an open source code platform for people sharing code, a lot of times companies are better at open sourcing code and sharing it with the public than they are at sharing code internally. When I used to work at Microsoft, this was a, a real big case where like nobody shared code inside. And then we built a package manager. And so, you know, people were publishing their code outside, but still not sharing it internally. I hope that's changed by now. But anyways, the point being that bringing those open source practices, even within a company, even with private code, incurs a lot of the benefits of uh, open source, more eyes on the code, uh, more collaboration and code sharing. And I think that's one of the big advantages of GitHub is it's not just a product, but it's a way of working together. It's a way of coding and you see that a lot in how GitHub talks about its product. It's, you know, they have concepts like the GitHub flow. And they're trying to sell you know, a way of working together that they believe is really good for collaboration and uh, getting things done and working together. And Will, what about you? I mean, I've loved both packages. Both, you know, I've used GitHub for the last eight or nine years myself, and I still use it for maintaining open source repositories. But for me, GitLab has jumped over it in how much I use it because of the internal tools that I get alongside the package that have actually meant that I have to do far less on my local machine as I spawn out you know a whole big range of containers that operate in parallel um, to complete my my jobs day to day I'd probably say that anyone who is effectively using uh, a git workflow can use both tools and then for me it becomes more about the ecosystem that you want around it if you are really keen on using a lot of integrations then you can get it with with github and you can to some extent with gitlab but not in the same way but if you want to have a single interface and a you know a single permission model that gitlab gives you to get a lot more uh, internal tools then i think it's a really compelling user story and I'm really interested to see how this plays out over the next five years as to how, how the growth changes maybe for sure me too so this has been super helpful thank you Phil Hack and Will Hall both for coming on the show and helping Tim and his team out thank you very much for having us yes thank you Will Hall is a DevOps consultant at HeliCloud. He's also a GitLab hero and organizer of London GitLab meetups. Phil Hack runs Hacked LLC, where he coaches software organizations to become the best versions of themselves. He was a director of engineering at GitHub and helped make GitHub friendly to developers on the Microsoft platform. You can find links in the show notes and at cto.ai slash podcast. Lots of good information from our debate. And maybe the decision is becoming a bit clearer for Tim, or for you, if you're making this decision for yourself or your team. I want to add a few more stats to the pile. As of May 2019, GitHub reports having over 37 million users and more than 100 million repositories, including at least 28 million public repositories. That makes it the largest host of source code in the world. 
And thousands of companies use GitHub, including Airbnb, Netflix, Medium, Reddit, and Lyft. GitLab is obviously a much smaller platform, but it's growing fast. According to the company, GitLab ranked as the fourth fastest growing private software company in the US in 2018, and it's got some seriously dedicated fans. GitLab is used by many large tech companies, including IBM, Sony, NASA, Oracle, Boeing, Autodata, and SpaceX. Wherever you are in your tech career, CTO.AI thinks a lot about how to make work in software development and DevOps more efficient and effective. Visit CTO.AI to download the Ops platform. The Ops platform makes it easy for development teams to create and share workflow automations without leaving the command line. Let's check back in with Tim now that he's set up with all of this information about GitHub and GitLab. There's a lot of good points that uh, both Will and Phil brought up. I do like GitHub, and I think Phil makes really good points of a lot of new developers are being trained on GitHub, and they have a lot of uh, new stuff coming out since Microsoft had acquired them. And, you know, Will brought up really good points about GitLab, and the thing that draws me to GitLab is, as I mentioned before, the open source nature of it, but also Will's point of kind of a all-in-one package, one interface for project management, code reviewing, merge requests, CI, CD, and not relying on third-party applications to do that for you is a, is a big draw for me. So I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards GitLab. Will brought the idea of self-hosting GitLab on our own servers, and that's one of the things that I hadn't really looked into much. So. I never considered that, and I think that's really cool. It was fantastic to listen to them. So, uh, yeah, thank you for, for that, Will and Phil. All right. Tim is opting to make the move to GitLab. It'll save money, which is great for a startup's bottom line, and the privacy features in open source platform make it a good fit. And the built-in tools for continuous integration and continuous delivery may help streamline his team's work. As with all of our debates, neither option is a one-size-fits-all for individual developers or for teams. But maybe now you have a better idea of which platform will work best for your projects, or at least the kinds of questions you can ask as you're doing your research. If you've made the switch from GitHub to GitLab or vice versa, let us know how it went. Did it solve all your problems or create new ones? Drop us a line and tell us what works for you and what doesn't. Let us know on our social channels at cto.ai slash podcast. That's it for this episode of If Else and for our season one debates. But keep your ears out for a special bonus episode on January 6th. It's about the past, present, and future of container orchestration. We'll hear from several DevOps heroes on the challenges and opportunities around application deployment, scaling, and management, and we'll get some predictions on what to watch for in the future of containers, serverless architecture, and Kubernetes from open source technologist Kelsey Hightower. Until then, I'm Mayuko Inoue. Talk to you next time.
Git began back in the mid 2000s as a response to a proprietary proprietary. Hello. 